Welcome, everyone, to the latest edition of Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, and I'll be joined shortly, as always, by my co-host and co-pilot, Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. We have a very special edition of Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens, for you today. Uh, Today's episode was recorded live on-site at the Tasting Room at the ASW Distillery, right here in the Battery, Atlanta. Uh, Really, really fun episode. So ASW and the Braves have teamed up uh, to release a special edition bourbon called Chin Music. And we have the co-founders of ASW on with us today, Jim Chasteen and Charlie Thompson. Really, really fun interview with those guys and hear a little bit about their business and about this collaboration that they've been doing with the Braves. And we might have even sipped a little whiskey on the air too. Just going to Throw that out there. A little bit of chin music on the uh, on the show. And also, uh, Braves legend uh, Ryan Klesko. We've had him on Behind the Braves before, and he's just he's such a fun guy, fun interview, and uh, really enjoyed having him on. So uh, kind of a, a special edition in that we've got three guests, two segments for you today. A little bit longer than usual, and uh, but it's because we're having so much fun. And uh, yeah, can't wait for you to hear from Ryan and from Jim and Charlie as well. Before we get into that, I do want to mention, if you have not been to jostens.com slash Braves yet, you got to go. You got to go check out some of the official, uh, the fan collection uh, merch that Jostens has put together that's that's based on the, the World Series ring. I know seeing a lot of people with their replica rings. I know those have been a huge hit. And if you like the replica rings or you got one or you've seen them and you like them or you've seen the real rings and you love them, as I'm sure you do, uh, you need to head over to jostens.com slash Braves. Check out the fan collection. It's really, really cool. All kinds of merch there for all price ranges, either for yourself or for the Braves fan in your life, I promise you, you'll find something there that uh, that you or they will just love. All right, so without further ado, let's get right into it here. First up, Braves legend, Ryan Klesko. Well, hey, Ryan, uh, appreciate you joining us on Behind the Braves. We've got a special edition here today. We're getting to uh, hang out at the ASW Distillery here in the Battery, uh, where they make uh, gin and vodka, and uh, we're just, uh, this place is beautiful, but we're, we're glad you get to be a part of this because we know that you're a little bit of a connoisseur when it comes to the fine spirits, and uh, so we thought this was an appropriate place for you to be, but but welcome to the show, and uh, we, we wanted to talk to you about kind of what's going on with you and obviously the Giants are in town you played you know a season with the Giants we weren't not going to talk about them but uh, (laughs) we are going to talk about you and what you got going on so uh, give us a little update Uh, are you coach of the year yet for the 13 and under (laughs) I don't know uh, about that but it's 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 definitely on the way up here it's a two-hour drive we live in you know Jones County near Macon and Forsyth and uh, so the whole way up here I'm you know, trying to get ready for the next tournament. You know, it's, it's so we were in Kentucky last week and uh, right outside of Louisville uh, in a place called Elizabethtown. Um, and we won that bracket, but we were in the silver bracket. We got kicked out of the gold bracket because we started off really slow. So I was a little disappointed at first, but yeah, I got there. What do you mean? You didn't win enough? You didn't win by 30, 30 runs? You got no, kicked out? We, no. So I was in Costa Rica. Kelly gets COVID. My wife gets COVID. And we get stuck. And so we don't go to Kentucky. We, we stay home, do our, the right thing. And, and, uh, and then I go, and the team goes down ahead of me, and I get there, and they're already 0-3. <laughs> <laughs> so and all the parents are, you know, blowing up. You need to get down here. So once I got there, we went 4-0. We came up through the, the loser's bracket and, and, and won. But uh, there's two brackets, a silver and gold. So yeah. no, we, so I was proud of the boys, but we started off way too slow. So there was it was a, a big meeting when I got there. But it, it, yeah, it was you must it, got some serious pep talks going on. It was My an interesting gosh. week. It was an interesting week. There was a top, a lot of top teams in the country were there. You 
know, East Cobb was there. Uh, the Banditos. I mean, there yeah, were some, I mean, some the time, Banditos. Yeah, they're 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 really good. So uh, it was an interesting week. I've been I've been home one day in the last two weeks. You know, obviously with the, the tournaments and Costa Rica, getting stuck in Costa Rica for a couple of days, but it's been good. Um, 13U baseball. You know, doing a little work. I got some businesses and stuff that I stay busy with, but just enjoying it. You know, mm-hmm. you have kids, and I think once you realize, I think people ask me, uh, why did, did you get into coaching or this and that? I, did, I didn't want to miss any of that. You know, I wanted to be the dad. You know, I've got one boy, two older girls, but I didn't want to miss all that. You know, mm-hmm. I, and I was blessed enough to be able to, you know, um, be pretty smart with my money where I didn't have to go, you know, work looking for work right sure. away. And I had some good investments and, of course, some bad investments, but <laughs> but enough to where I could I could do that. And, and and fortunately, you know, some people can do that. And and I love coaching. I love going out into spring training and helping with the Braves and, you know, Mike Plant and, and, and Derek have, you know, let me come down there for years. And it's just, it's been a great ride, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to miss my son's tournaments and that's fun you know it's fun to be able to go in there in those tournaments and watch them and you know not eight you nine you ten you thirteen they're, they're teenagers now so they're starting to get a little mouthy now but, <laughs> but it's it's fun you know yeah. and, and 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 i'm just enjoying life and 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 uh still working a little bit and and, and just uh and love teaching teaching the kids yeah. do they look at you yet like who are you why are you telling me this like did you i mean you're too old you couldn't have played yeah well <laughs> fortunately that yet <laughs> fortunately there's some there's still lots of youtube stuff out there that they can go back and look at but actually some of the kids that are playing on the team never really they have to go back and look and they never really even knew that i was a professional ball player until someone told them some of the new kids joined the team right. stuff but you know I, I i talk to the kids and i try to do best i can and and, and fortunately have enough time to be able to work with them but it is a lot mm-hmm. when you can travel ball it, i mean kentucky florida uh, uh south carolina i mean it's a lot but i we really enjoy it mm-hmm. i think that's what me and my wife that's our vacation in the summer is to go watch our son play yeah. and, and the team so uh and, and and there's some and you know you get to choose where you want to go so we are right. doing some fishing a little bit here and there and taking the boy some of the boys are coming to the game tonight so nice it's fun nice is all right so i know that as a ball player you're competitive do you find yourself at times as a coach with your kids are you equally as competitive or more or less or where do you fall on that yeah i'm pretty competitive but over the years, I think I've gotten better. Um, understand we're going to lose games, we're going to win games. I think that's part of being a ball player. I mean, even if you're on a good team, you're still losing, what, 30, 40% of the time anyways. Um, so you have to little, learn to deal with that. I I like to win because, you know, if, in these tournaments, if you get if you lose, a lot of times you're out and you're done. And, and the parents spend a lot of money right. on this. Just just this week, I, I promise you, just for the, this week-long tournament, each one of those parents spent over $1,000 just to get their kid play because you got hotels. You got, you know, I mean, I spent 300 on gas going back and forth because of gas prices. Mm. But there's, there's a lot of money involved. So we have to raise money to help some of these kids play. Um, I'm trying to get them to the next level. Get, baseball was given a lot to Greg and I. And, and and so I don't charge. I've never charged kids for, for in, to play on my team. I've never charged for a lesson in my life. I, I've given back to the game the best I can. Um, if we get done with the game and there's some other kids at the other tournaments that are not even on my team organization and they need help, I'll go work with them I, I give it all energy i can for the kids mm-hmm. and i think that's the best way i can give back to the game is to build to you know i'll drive across town to go give a kid a lesson that's struggling 
that that's not even on my team, just mm-hmm. maybe through a friend of mine. So, and I know you've done the same thing. And Greg's worked with Hunter on pitching, and and I think that's just a way to understand that if I don't think if that was given to me, I would have never made it. And I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but I don't think if I would have had the right coaches. Uh, my mom was one of the best coaches, but I think if I wouldn't have had the right training and the right advice, I'd have never made it. So I'm trying to return that from what mm-hmm. you know. We paid for pitching lessons and stuff, but but there was coaches along the way, and my little league coach that that, that set the foundation for me to build a play professional. Yeah, it's it's amazing how the Braves have been heavily invested in growing the game, and and part of my job now is part of this growing the game initiative, and so we're heavily invested in the amateur market. So from ages 6 to 12, we're doing camps all across Atlanta in softball and baseball. We're doing coaches clinics. We're doing, we have our own product called Braves Country Battles where we're doing travel ball tournaments throughout the Southeast. Something that, you know, Derek and Mike have said, hey, we we really want uh, to give back to the game. We want to see not only kids playing better, we want to see opportunity. So if you think about opportunity for some of the kids and I think about our Native American showcase that we have up coming up in July we're taking the top 50 Native American kids across the country so we got them from California South Dakota North Dakota Oklahoma North Carolina Mississippi we've got them coming from all over we picked 50 and now we're going to have a showcase with college coaches here Brave Scouts and we're going to run them through what a regular showcase we're doing that in African American community it's called the 44 Classic now we're doing the Native American so I think about access and opportunity so for some of the people that maybe have never even been in front of a college coach or they even they don't even know that they could go to Georgia State or Oklahoma University or University of Tennessee, we're giving them opportunities. So I think that's uh, – we think about – that aspect of growing the game. We also think about uh, how do we make them better, right? How do we give them, like you said, how do we give back by by giving them good quality instruction? And so that's I'm really proud of what's going on. We have a lot of alumni that are involved in, in, in that part of what we're doing. We're also working with the coaches, and we're working with people who want to learn to umpire. And so there's all kinds of aspects of growing the game. And ultimately, we want those people to love baseball and softball because we know if they do, they're probably going to love base. They're going to love watching Major League Baseball. They're going to want to come to Truist Park. And so I think we want to grow fans, right? We want people to, to appreciate the game like we do. Mm-hmm. And then we want to see them doing it right. So I think yeah. this whole big push for us, and it's not just the Braves, but it's Major League Baseball. We feel like that we're really heavily invested in that. And, and I'm excited to be a part of that. But because you know, there's a, there's a dark side to that. There's a dark side of the travel ball. And we think about oh, kids yeah. who are having problems with their arms when they're 12 years old because they're out there pitching in four games over the course of a weekend. Mm-hmm. So they don't have, they're not always fortunate to have a coach like Ryan Klesko with them. And, and some parents don't really, they don't know what's good and what's mm-hmm. not good. And, you know, because, you know, the Internet's full of a bunch of stuff. You can be reading all kinds oh, of crazy God. stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. We, we Actually, uh, with Rick Thurman, which is major, one of the owners of the Perfect Game, we have conversations. I've talked to John Smoltz, you know, John Smoltz. Sure. We, we really, truly believe in pitch counts and, and watching and, and watching out after the kids' arms. And, you know, I was on the Olympic team, the, the well, the junior Olympic team back then. It was it was uh, 18 or younger. But I remember five of those seven pitchers had blown their arms out by the time that they, by the time the, uh, they're uh, into their college mm-hmm. year or the draft year. Um, there wasn't a lot of, of done that. And when I talked to Rick and, you know, they've implemented – pitch limits and counts and, and innings and, and, and a lot of the organizations uh, Perfect Game's done a great job on uh, watching that you can't throw over 100 pitches in a, in a tournament. I Some of these other tournaments I've been to I've seen a kid throw 140 pitches in one game and they bring it back the next day. Wow. So 
we're truly, I'm truly, uh, like, uh, my team, we're, we're, it's not about inning. It's about the pitch count. Because, you know, you could have one inning and throw 40 pitches. You can have one inning and throw seven pitches. And we give them rest. And, and, but but every, I think a lot of the organizations are really starting to understand the arm injuries, um, not playing year-round. got to take a break. Uh, you play some other sports mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I played a bunch of other sports. So, and, and, and I, I mean, I... It, you see some crazy stuff, Greg, and, and, and a lot of these organizations are like some of the term, travel ball terms are starting to implement mm-hmm. that over the last couple of years because my yeah. son's come up through it. You know, you got arm injuries, growth, a lot of growth plate issues at 12, 13, 14. Sure. So, Which is a precursor for Tommy John, right? Exactly. So <laughs> we've got, we had some kids that have, we've had several growth plate issues this year and maybe not even our pitchers just because mm-hmm. they're growing so fast. Right. So we really, we really try to uh, watch out what the kids are doing. I mean, I, we're really overprotective because I've seen it and mm-hmm. you've seen it and baseball's in a natural motion it can't be the blame that if a kid hurts his arm it's it's blamed on the organization so like you were saying the coaches need to be coached and trained and so does and, and so are the parents the parents need to know that that kid does not need to throw more than this amount of pitches and they have mm-hmm. to be adamant about telling the coaches my son's done after this mm-hmm. I remember my mom being right there on my pitch count my mom used to go you know that was it he's done for the week because I've seen some crazy stuff out there. I know you have, and, and but a lot of the organizations mm-hmm. are doing that. So it, uh, and it's 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 a crazy world. But you know, the, the, there's another thing is you know there's there, there's a lot of they're doing they're stepping up on helping some of the kids that can't afford to play travel baseball. Um, you know, and it's like some of the parents are coming up and doing ra- you know do a raffle. Uh, Perfect Game has actually done some scholarship stuff mm-hmm. along with Braves Country. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and there's all these other organizations are trying to help these kids because when I grew up, I can tell you one thing: coming up, uh, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. There's no way I'd be able to play travel baseball unless someone helped us. It's just too expensive by the time the hotels and the fees and everything. Sure. We just couldn't afford it. But living in California, in Southern California, everything was there right there local, and there wasn't a whole lot of fees. So, um, you know, it's it's, it's, had, it's that was back when California was like the number one state for for baseball. Exactly. Right? exactly. Now it's Georgia. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, yeah, like Georgia, Texas and Texas, Georgia. California. If I could change one thing, if there's one thing that I, if I'd go back and if I was controlled this whole industry, I would say you have to play. You only get to play three months out of the year, baseball, and then you got to go to another sport, and you got to do one other sport during the year, and then you. And so it's whether it's basketball, whether it's hockey, whatever it is, whether it's soccer, but you can only play baseball for three months. I think the biggest problem we have is that we live in an area where people can play. 11 months out of the year and then you add in the showcases and you add in the camps and you add in the private lessons i mean it's literally i if i've heard one parent say my son just wants to play baseball and i said well how old is it well he's only eight and I'm thinking, you know, he just wants to play. I said, well, you need to be the parent. You need to tell him that he can't just play baseball. If he does, he only gets to play this much. And then he's got to go, Try you know, else. yeah, go go be in the band, right? Yeah. Or go play soccer, or run track, do something else. But it gives you – We, I think we were very blessed growing up because we went baseball two months. We went basketball two months. We went football two months. We went soccer. We went swimming. I mean, we just did all these other things, and we didn't have to worry about it because it was just what you did. Yeah. And I think if I was to change – one thing that's what the mandatory limits would be you can only play during this time of the year it just would it would solve a lot of issues with with arms and money and all that kind of stuff i think but oh yeah you know the thing is is that's what i'm saying the kids are like well he wants to play baseball like my son played soccer last year for the first time mm-hmm. and then you know i mean he went out and tried some new things you know i love swimming i grew up surfing and and like why did you think you threw i threw pretty hard and was drafted as a pitcher well i think just getting in the water and surfing anything to do with mm-hmm. swimming or surfing my shoulder and strong and I was throwing hard when I was younger 
probably because I was surfing, you know, swimming, ba- playing basketball, playing a little bit of football. Uh, we do play a little more games. We play a little bit more year-round. I think that we definitely need to take breaks. A lot of the kids have mm-hmm. to take breaks, especially as they're growing. And everybody has their opinion on it. But we're definitely not a, a team that wants to play year-round. We, we have to have those times off. Is, you know, we'll be done in, uh, into July and August, and then we'll stop. And then they'll start they'll, the, the fall ball is, you know, not many games. And then go back to school. But a lot of the kids, I agree. I, I think you your talents, your help all the other sports like uh, when, when my son played football too it helps you know foot speed and strength and mental all these other different sports too but you know you're right i think sometimes the parents gotta need to tell them to step back i know I, it, playing the game a lot is a lot of the, i think it helps the arms i think playing year-round if you're going to do it you need to do it and take your breaks and make sure the kid's not pitching you around because mm-hmm. I think defensively, offensively, and hitting, the more they can do that, mm-hmm. definitely you're going to be a better position player. Mm-hmm. But pitchers, they need to have that rest. Yeah. And you know, I mean, yeah. it's it's it's. I think there's a lot of fear out there that I'm going to get behind, you know, that my son's not that good. And so if he, he's going to lose some traction, he's not going to make the – you know, there's a lot of, a lot of p- kids in high school here. And, you know, high school, 1,000 people in a, in a class, and they're like, well, you know, he's not going to make the team if he doesn't play. And so there's that fear of, you know, being that FOMO, right, being left behind. Oh, it's crazy. It's (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Sounds like you're pretty busy on the weekends and busy elsewise or otherwise. How often do you have the chance to – or how often do you watch watch big league baseball or just turn on the TV and watch the Braves or or whoever? So much as I can, um, catch some games, you know, here at the Battery as much as I can. That hasn't been a lot this year. I definitely follow it. Always watching to see what the score is, especially when the Braves, you know, went on that run. That's probably a couple of days a week, you know, mm-hmm. and, and try to keep up with the highlights and everything, and uh, as much as I can with with the thirteen U team. And and, right. uh, <laughs> and, as, and Greg knows I have a lot of stuff that I like. I love to fish. I love the outdoors. I love to you know surf and hunt and all that stuff too. And uh, that's really put on the back burner for the most part. But again, the break that we're, Greg and I were talking about, the break is when they're done. I'm I've got my I get my break, and and that's our vacation. But it's just it's just fun to be able to go out there and I love going on wine tours um when we were in Kentucky I was very disappointed that I couldn't go down there and hit some of the the whiskey the whiskey tastings down there and uh, just because you know we were playing a lot of games and I was trying to make it work and uh I tell you what it's uh it's a blessing to be able to go out there and 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 travel and 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 do some things and see some you know we've met a lot of cool people you know I think the first time I came in here uh it was during the World Series and Marquise Grissom was doing grip hit me up and said he was over here and I got to meet the one of folks here at ASW and they, they were they were great and we did some whiskey it had some whiskey uh, tasting and uh, and then we've stayed friends so uh, I'm just glad to be able to be invited back yeah you just sipped a, just you tasted a little bit I believe I wasn't looking directly at you but I saw out of my periphery here that you taste a little sipped on a little bit of the chin music here right yeah, yeah I did you didn't miss out we brought the we brought the taste testing to you here so that's right this yeah. I mean this is great <laughs> yeah come and hang out here a lot right yeah Yes, I, this is the first place I stop by when I come in. Uh, this is uh, this is great, you know. And, and a friend of mine right down the street at uh, ATL Livewell, he's right down there. So we, we we try to walk around and see the new places and and, uh, and live it up down here. But uh, this is this is just wonderful stuff. And I, uh, you know, to be able to come out and, and see Greg, you know, Greg and I were teammates, and he does such a great job with the with the with the you know former guys and alumni. And these guys stay together. It's, it's definitely one of the strongest alumni there is, and, and it gives us a chance to hang out once in a while. 
while and you know make trips and I think we got a, a charity softball coming up in Charleston here pretty soon and to be able to see the guys but uh, this is a great little hangout I think this is kind of where the alumni should meet from here on out <laughs> yeah this would be a good spot for it we have to yeah. get Jim and Charlie to set aside a room for us to do our uh, our uh, get together that's right it's a good yeah. fantasy camp uh, reunion well, spot yeah, too that's you know? right we'll have to talk it. about that well oh, we yeah. got our alumni weekend coming up so we may have to uh, talk about uh, bringing them over and yeah. and pumping it up so it'll be good yeah I, I I will I won't say a name but I do know of somebody who uh pitch for the Braves position player who, who went out there and uh, pitched a couple of times in some blowouts and I heard through the grapevine that he may or may not have gone down into the tunnel in the clubhouse and taken a couple shots of whiskey before he took them out. Really? Mm. Uh, I won't name any names but that is a story I've heard from a couple <laughs> different people and so Wow. He was pumping He was 90. that nervous. He was, well, either that or he was just getting fired. He, <laughs> hey, he was throwing low 90s. Was he? Player. Yeah, so. It's not Red Bull, is it? <laughs> not, Red Bull, <laughs> not Red Bull. I think he grabbed <laughs> the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd make me a little nervous. So I, I was thinking about this this morning. So my, my dad was a NASCAR driver back in the day, and he re, he retired about 20 years ago. And I asked him a few years back, I said, what, do you miss anything about it? I said, well, it's been, been a lot of years. Do you miss anything about it? He goes, I miss when they say, gentlemen, start your engines. And what happens in the two hours, three hours after that? Other than that, I don't miss anything. All the travel, all the other stuff that goes with it, I don't miss anything. So I was wondering, this can be for both of you, is there anything about the game, playing the game, that you miss the most? Well, I don't know. I think Greg keeps us up in enough of these softball and baseball games. <laughs> well, we've got enough of the competition. Once a year, once a year is fine. The golf okay. tournaments, right? Okay. I mean, I mean, we went down there. Now we played softball. I think last year, year before that, was it was been baseball. And the, I think the first pitch I seen was like ninety one, <laughs> and then he threw me like three split fingers in a row. I was like, "Come on, man! We're just out of here trying to, you know, it's crazy." And, I, and then I think Avery squared up. Didn't Avery hit like yeah. Griff, Gr- Ken Griffey Senior like seventy two, <laughs> like with with eighty eight in the back. Yeah. You know, like, guys, we just throw it over the middle of the plate. But when the competition's out there, you know, it's nice to be able to get in. But I think it's the the, the fellowship. The main mm-hmm. thing is you miss right. is the, mm-hmm. the fellowship. But again, with the, play, with the players, alumni, and Greg and Mike Plant and Derek bringing all this together we get to see each other get to hang out and do some really cool events together and i think that that actually kind of you know serves the appetite a little bit always where we can see each other and and do that and a lot of organizations other organizations don't really have that and uh or they or they have it it's just not as strong as ours mm-hmm. and uh so that's 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 really cool to be able to have and, and be involved uh, especially with the guys that live around here i know it's tough there's a budget right that you can't just fly guys in from all over the place uh you know all the time but you know it, it, but they do a good job on, on the big events getting the guys from, I think Abe comes from what uh, Michigan mm-hmm. and yep. and uh, Maddox just came in from um, uh, what from, Vegas from Vegas before yeah so we have we're very fortunate because we have 65 guys here in Atlanta but we do have the guys like Denny Nagel Sid Bream um, you know Bob Horner's been in so we have guys that will come in town but obviously we can't bring everybody in but like this year's the 1982 anniversary so it's been 40 years since the team went 13 and 0 it's still a record they tied with the Brewers from 1986 so they started the season 13 0 ended up winning the division that was back when there were only two divisions right so uh, there was a east, uh, east and a west and the Braves were in the west and they won it and um, they played the Cardinals but but uh, unfortunately they didn't win but what's great is that when anniversaries come so we had a lot of guys coming back from 1982 so guys you might think remember like when I was growing up Rafael Ramirez Bruce Benedict Dale Murphy uh, they're going to be in here Terry uh 
not Terry Forrester. Um, Harper. Yeah, no, yeah, Terry Harper's going to be here. Jerry Royster, sorry, not Terry Royster. Jerry <laughs> Royster is going to be here. And uh, so we got a lot of team. Brett Butler, guys from the, the 1982 team, we're going to celebrate them this year, which is going to be a lot of fun. It's also the 30-year anniversary of the 1992 team, which was, you know, Sid Slid, Francisco Cabrera. Uh, we're not going to focus on that this year. We're going to give the 82 team a lot of love, and, and that should be a good time if those guys come back. But, yes, because we have such a, a solid group here, if you if you played for the Mets, there may be two guys that live in, in New York. You know, one of those is Johnny Franco out on <laughs> out on uh, Staten Island. But uh, there's not many. But for us to have a group of guys here like Rhino who's close enough to drive in, and uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It makes my job a lot easier. But they, uh, they definitely enjoy getting back together. Well, uh, did you test that? It's very good. Was this the Chen music I'm trying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah, we're gonna have Jim and Charlie on here in a minute, and they're gonna talk us through what all's going on here at ASW and and what they're getting ready to uh, announce on Friday, which is gonna be the big uh, the big grand opening for for their new product here called Chin Music. I just had a little sample. I think from now on we should only podcast with with <laughs> yeah, Chin Music right. on site. That'll be the, uh, yeah. make sure we have the beverage of choice. Yeah, right on. Ooh. <laughs> All right. That's well, good stuff. Yeah, that's really good. Well, Rhino, we appreciate you being here with us today. Uh, great catching up with you. Um, I know you're bringing the family out tonight, going to enjoy the game, so have a good time. Uh, obviously, go Braves and not Giants, right? So oh, yeah. did you get a chance to watch that game last night? I did not. Okay, it was a good one. It was good. Max Fried went eight innings, gave up one run. Uh, well, it was one-to-one at that point. His bases loaded when he came out. And um, the Braves end up winning it with a walk-off in the ninth. Oh, wow. So, yeah, well, Arcia got a base hit. Yeah, it was a good one. I'm sure the, you know, the Giants are good. They make it work. So it'll be a good one tonight. But anyway, thanks for coming out. And, yeah, I, try, uh, I try to get Bruce Bochy to come down. You know, he's moved closer to us. And uh, try to get big old Bo to come down. But he's in California right now selling his house. And he's actually moved to Nashville. Yeah, you were hmm. telling me that. Yeah, oh, so, nice. uh, you know, great manager. I played for two managers my whole career and two Hall of Fame managers uh, in just a great guy, loves the outdoors, and, and really pulls the best out of his team. And he's a he's a was a mentor and a, and a motivator. Uh, get the best out of the guys, and uh, really enjoyed playing for both you know Bobby and, and Boach, and and played with some really good players. You know, over the, of course, my you know my playing career was just 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 tons of Hall of Famers and. You know, Trevor Hoffman and, and over there. And, and you know, Nevin's, Nevin's with the Angels, and he's the manager now, so he's coming back in. I think uh, Angels are coming in town yeah. in August. Well, that's Alumni yeah. Weekend. Yeah, I know you're yeah. going to be out of the country, but um, he'll be in here for that with Otani. Yeah. What's an, is it yeah, August now? No, it's going to be it's gonna be end of July. Oh, Did man. I say August? No, end of July, no, 29th I, and 30th. Someone told me the Angels are coming in August. So no, I'm happy. No, so, 29th yeah. and 30th through the 31st, yeah. Oh, so. dang, I will be out of town. Down. Yeah. And my son is going to be so mad. He wants to – definitely wants to see Otani and Trout play, you know. Yeah. It's not his team. The Braves are his team, yeah. you know, obviously. He loves the Braves well, and Dodgers. Yeah, see how they stack up against those he, guys. He loves the Braves and Dodgers. I remember I remember this I uh, getting a a text message from you from your boss and and uh, my son sent me an iron plate with uh with Ken from Cool Ray and he's got a Dodgers hat on with the in the, pre- in the playoffs. Gee, oh, and boy. I'm getting and I get <laughs> getting I get a text message, Bing, 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 <laughs> and then one of them's Mike Plant going, "Are you kidding me?" I go. <laughs> I, and at the time, I think this was the year that the Dodgers won. I think at the time he was 9 or 10. I go, 
But guys, look at his jersey. He had a Dodgers hat on and, and, a, and a Braves jersey on. He's a torn kid. He's nine or ten years old. And, you know, and, and so, anyways, um, it was a tough day for me, and I and I, I didn't want to give him too much crap. But he loved, like he's playing both pulls for both teams, mm-hmm. you know. And Dave Roberts, obviously, him and I were teammates in San Diego, and mm-hmm. Dave's been great, and, and Dodgers been great. But he uh, he he was pulling for he was in his heart he's pulling for Atlanta because you know Atlanta Atlanta needed it, and uh, yeah. that's what we know. But it, it was pretty funny sitting back there and. and uh, I think Ken was catching a little bit of heat too, but there were great tickets. And <laughs> yeah, he was he was on every pitch, you know. Yeah, I'd seats, say so. Yeah, Ken, Ken's seats are right there. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, now you see him right there. You see him every <laughs> night. Yeah, you know, it is like, oh man, I'm about ready to get ran out of the stadium. <laughs> hey, come on there, sir. Can you come hey, with me? It, it, he was smart. He couldn't lose. <laughs> That's right. Lose. Hey, yeah, it's good. Well, thanks, Rhino. Good talking with you, buddy. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it, right, man. Appreciate it, man. Guys, see you. Our thanks again to Braves legend Ryan Klesko for joining us here on Behind the Braves, presented by Jostens. Always a good time talking with him and also always a good time uh, getting to catch up with the co-founders of ASW Distillery, Jim Chastain and Charlie Thompson. Really, really fun in a conversation with these guys and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it and hearing them talk about their business and of course uh, chin music. So without further ado, here they are, Jim Chastain, Charlie Thompson. All right, well, Charlie and Jim, thank you for joining us and well, not for joining us, for hosting us here yeah, at ASW. Right. This place is, so I, I think I told you guys we came down and visited you uh, at your at HQ down downtown. What is it? What do we call that area? Armory Yards. Armory Yards. It's right okay. on the Midtown Buckhead line. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was going to say. Midtown. All right. That's what I was trying to figure out. I couldn't. wasn't sure if I should say Buckhead or Midtown because it's right in there. Okay. It's cool. been a home run for us. People that are from Buckhead think it's in Buckhead. People that are from Midtown think it's in Midtown. It's perfect. It's perfect. Com- for us. Want to compliment your use of home run immediately? <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, uh, we we had a great time coming down there and seeing how you guys do this and what you do, and then. This place here in the Battery, I think I told you guys when we were down there, I mean, we've had, in the office, we've had some happy hours here. We've had, you know, somebody gets a gets a job elsewhere, we come here and wish them well, have a little farewell, or somebody's new, we'll come down here and welcome them here. So it's, it's a fun spot to come here. I live here in the Battery as well as working here, so I walk by here every day. I always enjoy, like, just the little, um, I always call them fountains. Was that what y'all would call right out front? What Are those fountains or those, what, what do y'all refer to those as? At the barrel fountains. Barrel fountains. That's right. Okay. But my wife wanted like a visual. We saw it in Napa. And she's like, that's it. We're going to, we had just nice. signed the agreement here. She's like, we're, do, we're doing that. It's very cool. I love, love walking by here every day. I, take, take us back to the beginning because I'm just so fascinated. How do you, I mean, it, it's one thing to say, yeah, I want to, I want to start making, I want to start making bourbon. I want to start making gin, whatever. But how do you actually go from, I want to do this to like, all right, we're going to do this. What is the first step in that process? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jim and I were roommates at, at Georgia back in the mid to late 90s. Uh, and after school, had stayed in touch. Um, but back in about 2009, um, he and I were both kind of exploring whiskey, drinking a lot of different things. And at the time, we were both drinking a lot of rye. So rye is very prevalent now. But, you know, 12, 13 years ago, it hadn't hit the hit the market like it has now. Um, and so, you know, we were really sitting around one night and said, we really ought to make something. Uh, so we literally Googled how to make whiskey. <laughs> um, allegedly, we may have uh, done some home experimentation with a little prison still. Charlie is a recovering attorney, so he is, this, is, this is important, allegedly. As, as, as Jim likes to say, the, the law frowns upon you making whiskey at your, at your home. Well, there's two reasons. One is a still without the proper safety features is basically a pipe bomb. Uh, but also, if you make whiskey uh, and then you 
drink it or sell it, the federal government doesn't get their tax revenue, mm, and right. they, 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 they dislike that. The, so they'll, they'll come find you. So anyway, you know, we just basically played around with it for a year and a half, and then we, I don't know that there was a magic moment. We just said, we really ought to do this. So we went and found uh, a distillery to make something that we wanted. We came out with a, a clear whiskey called American Spirit Whiskey, and it was clear. It didn't spend a lot of time in a barrel. So everything that comes out of the still is clear. Bourbon, rye, scotch gets all of its color and a lot of its flavor aging in a barrel. And so that got on the market in 2011 and kind of competed with vodka was kind of what we were aiming at there and did it nights and weekends for the next four years. And then in 2015, we said we either need to stop doing this or we need to kind of go for it. And uh, so we raised a couple million bucks from our 70 best friends and built out the biggest (laughs) distillery in Georgia. It made sense at the time. So That's awesome. Yeah. And the the whole ASW came from that first product. It was was American Spirit Whiskey. And we had buddies that were marketing people that said, people are going to shorten it. And sure enough, they did. And we decided to build the distillery kind of as, as a uh, throwback to that ASW and shortening it. We changed it to American Spirit Works, and that's where the ASW mm. came from. Mm. And so we don't have, there's no ASW bourbon, ASW vodka. All of our brands are standalone. Like uh, this Chin Music uh, launch we're doing as part of our Fiddler series, which is our bourbon. But we really wanted to sound like something people had heard before. So American Spirit Works. Oh, yeah, I think we've heard of that. Well, you haven't, but it sounds like maybe you've heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a beautiful place you guys have put together your tasting room here right in the battery which is where we're hosting the or you guys are hosting us today i heard somebody who is it your wife it your is. wife but you know she did a, a fabulous job we were just kind of looking around and uh if you haven't been in here you know come down check it out tell us a little bit about how this all this room came about so kelly uh who's our partner uh and and uh, i'm married to uh does all of our design <laughs> chad who you guys have met chad ralston's our chief marketing officer he designs the labels and our website but kelly does our, our physical location which is kind of tip of the spear when we meet the consumer i mean we're literally doing product testing over the desk with consumers all day every day and so she wanted place uh, to be comfortable and her whole thing was women like women are absolutely changing the whole they're leading the whiskey movement right now and her thing is yeah, this is traditionally kind of a masculine activity but as long as you keep things tidy then my buddies will come hang out and they are drinking more whiskey. And so that was her thing. She wants, so here she wanted it to be baseball, but very tidy. And so it's very comfortable here and everybody wants to come and hang out. And that, that was really our focus. But the other thing is there's a manufacturing facility here. And a lot of people will order at the bar and not even realize. And they'll ask our tasting room staff and say, well, where do you make it? And it's like the vodka and gin is literally made <laughs> right there, right there yeah. uh, which is kind of neat. If you walk out of the green parking lot and look through our little window, the stills, that the vodka and gin comes out of are right there in the window. We, we have to say we, we really appreciate, you know, Cobb County worked with us. The mm-hmm. idea that you would put a still underneath apartments in an outdoor commercial mall, basically, you know, we, we, we would not have otherwise put a still there, but we have to have a manufacturing operation to have a tasting room. So, yeah, we make it right here on site. It's and really cool. Yeah, I don't think, is that being done anywhere else? It's starting to. So yeah. we're, the, the kind of spirit world is 25 years behind what we've all seen happen with craft beer. Mm. So what started happening with beer in the 90s is just now happening with spirits. And Charlie pointed out earlier, there's legal issues that we have to deal with. There's safety issues that we have to deal with that the breweries just don't have to. And it's just now catching up. Um, but it, it, you're going to see more and more of it. 
Well, congratulations. This is a beautiful place. And I know we got a chance to tour your other facility in Midtown. I mean, it's it's just as nice if, not, if, if it's not more comfortable and prettier, right? I mean, it's really cool to see all the barrels. I mean, that was kind of fascinating to me, see all that stuff that was going on in the back there. But also have a beautiful place for people to come hang out. That's right. That's right. We want to connect with people. We want to love on people. We want to teach people something. And we want them to leave being uh, fans of the Braves, but also fans of our brands. Yeah, the, the old billiard table, sorry. The old, okay. the old billiard table was uh, the, uh, not billiard, I'm sorry, the, the bowling lanes, right? Then you put together for the tables. That that's was true. pretty cool. Oh, yeah, the, the old. The, old um, the lanes. The that's lanes, right. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty pretty creative. This guy named Chris <laughs> Williams was, uh, did a kind of a salvage job on a bunch of bowling alleys and turned them into tables, and it's, it's just so cool. Yeah. When you see somebody great. like you that actually takes the time to notice, you're like, like, is this? Like, yep, it sure is. <laughs> well, I can vouch for a couple of things you, you touched on there. I mean, uh, I, as I mentioned, I live here in the Battery. I did live in this building, just recently switched to a, a different building. Um, but when you guys were first building this here, and I remember when the stills, like when you started putting them in, I would drive in, go to Parker, I'd walk downstairs, and I just thought, this every day, I was like, this is the coolest thing, that this is going in. And I would joke, I was like, oh, they're putting a still in my basement, because I literally live two floors <laughs> up from here. Um, and coming from the Parker, of Virginia, I do. People appreciated that joke because it's there's a lot of stills. Up yeah, there I think that, we so, I think we called the cops on you when you were you know looking. <laughs> there's, uh, there's there's I may or may not notice some folks up there that aren't giving their money to the federal government like they're supposed to. So, anyways, won't go that far. Um, but uh, mentioning having like a, a farewell gathering one day for somebody that left our staff last year for a, a job elsewhere, and this was where she wanted to come, and the majority of our group that came were women, and this was where they all wanted to come, that's and right. I think that's such a it's just such a, it's it's so authentic what you're doing here because it is we think of it as a masculine thing to come out and drink drink bourbon whiskey whatever but this is where she wanted to come for her farewell you know event uh, for us so I, I just love what you guys have, have done here so tell us about how did making this like chin music how did that start where did that idea originate from did you guys did Derek approach you guys did you approach Derek what, what was the impetus for that so um, so obviously the Braves um, are also our landlords here <laughs> Uh, and so, um, Same. you know, over, yeah, 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 you know, you know how it goes. Um, and have been, I mean, from the first minute when we signed the lease on February 3rd, 2020, which was not the optimal time to start opening a tasting room, mm, right. uh, but really worked with us and built a, just an awesome relationship and have just been awesome partners to us. And so once we got the facility open, we wanted to do something kind of unique and special for them that we're equipped to do because of what we are. Yeah. So we had this lost barrel. At our, at our main distillery that we had put up, and, and uh, I will say forgotten about, our master distiller and partner Justin would say he doesn't forget about any barrels, but uh, <laughs> we had this barrel that kind of turned up, and I said, man, can we bear, it was a smaller 15 like what we have here. 15 gallon barrel. 15 gallon. And uh, I said, can we can we do a special project and bottle this uh, with the Braves? And he's like, do it. So we literally like stuck a straw in this 15 gallon barrel, and we had uh, Derek Schiller and Mike Plant, um, Jeremy Strife, um, John Thursby came over, and I, I've never seen a, a group of grown men more excited about doing this. Like, it was like you broke out the macaroni necklaces from the you know, kindergarten. And they're like, oh, we don't have to do class today. We're making macaroni necklaces. But they, they started filling these bottles, and they just were beaming. And it wasn't maybe a week or two after that, they're like, you, you, th- you think we could do something together? And we yeah. were like, yeah, I think we could figure something out. Yeah, I mean, we literally, we, we let them, we pumped 
bottle the, the liquid out of the barrel, let them bottle it themselves, let them put the top in and put the mm. label on, and so they kind of got the full the full experience. That's great. Um, and then that particular barrel was phenomenal. <laughs> Just happened to be really good. It was too. really really super. And good. they were making fun of each other. Boy, some of them's labels were on crooked. So and it was it, mm. it just couldn't have been a better mm. team building activity for the for the Braves. So so I think Derek wanted to to think about doing something. So um, our partner, our distribution partner, is United Distributors, and um, they have a great relationship with the Braves. Mm. They you know they distribute terrapin and um, other other uh, alcohols that have relationships. And so they they started asking, would we be interested in doing a collaboration mm-hmm. um, and so we had a couple meetings and um, we the the idea of having a brand was where it sort of started and so we had a big meeting with everybody and and we said you know if we're going to do a bourbon it would really be great to do it under fiddler because that's our line and so Derek kind of got a grin on his face and he says you, you know what goes great with fiddler that's a baseball term and then he just he pauses for dramatic effect and <laughs> says chin music and so the room just went wild fiddler chin music mm-hmm. it's it's perfect that's it it's over that's it that's what we're calling it um so yeah so from there um you know we had kind of an idea about what we wanted to do but we started to go experiment um and what we ultimately decided is you know our fiddler line is a weeded bourbon so most people uh, most bourbons out there the second grain is rye after corn weeded bourbons tend to be a little softer and sweeter so most people know you know um weller pappy van winkle maker's mark are all weeded bourbons and so ours is 45 percent wheat that's our fiddler unison fiddler Georgia Hartwood. Um, and so we wanted to come up with something that would change the flavor of it, but also, um, you know, be an ode to baseball. And so we, mm. we started to experiment with some op- options. Is it Old Hickory? Yes, uh, that's the Bat Company. The Bat Company mm-hmm. sent us some unfinished uh, uh, samples, and they sent us ash, uh, hickory, and maple. And we did some experimenting with finishing that weeded bourbon on those wood. Mm. Um, So just to be clear, we took, again, untreated baseball bats that they made and sent us. The bats themselves. We we charred them. We cut them up. And when he says put them on the bats, we literally put those bats in the barrel so that the liquid would interact with the Mm. charred bat. And then we took it and let the, you know, the Braves team start tasting it. And uh, we, we actually had done it ourselves. We didn't want to go in there not having some idea what we were talking about. But, the you know, the maple was just far and away. So we were all just fingers crossed and praying that they would pick the maple. Oh, okay. And sure enough, they did. And so that, that chin music. The idea is, you know, we, we've started selling this so fast that it is not going to last that long. But we're going to do multiple iterations of this chin music project. Mm. The first one is our weeded bourbon finished on these maple bats, and it, it is spectacular. Now, it's hot. It's 115.4 proof, Yeah. Uh, but your bourbon bourbon folks are going to absolutely love it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, a former pitcher, I love what, because I, I really know what chin music is, but I think there needs to be a tagline that says, this will knock you off your feet <laughs> <laughs> when you say it's that hot, because uh, that's the first thing I thought of. But I, well, I, I thought you were going to say something about the split bats give you a little comfort. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I always like breaking bats. <laughs> That's right. But I love hearing your all story because I, I love hearing all types of different entrepreneurs, and, and you guys are certainly that. But I have a question for you because I've met some highly successful people 
who don't believe that you do what you love. You do what you need to do, and you make a living, and then you invest heavily in your hobbies. And then I know highly successful people that said, I'm only going to do what I love to do because I can't do it any other way. Do you guys kind of feel like that you, which camp do you fall into? Obviously, you seem very passionate about this. I think to go through the ups and downs, sometimes you've got to be passionate about something that you love. But do you feel like that there's only one way and it's you got to do what you love because that's the only way it'll uh, take you through the hard times? Or where do you fall on that? I'll start with this you. This is Charlie. a great exercise. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is, uh, this yeah, is my baseball name. coach Greg. <laughs> Entrepreneur. I might need you guys to get off that couch so I can lay on it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's a, the, the true answer is it's been a little bit of a combination. Jim and I, you know, when we started doing this, we both had, we had day jobs and we had some other things going on. Um, and so we, we had sort of cash flow and, and had money coming from other things that allowed us to pursue this as a hobby and then a passion. Where it's evolved to is, um, you know, now it very much is both. Um, we, we do love it and we have to love it. I mean, one of the things, one of the things that Jim said as the tone early was there was no job in the distillery that Jim and I would not do. Mm. So when we first opened, I mean, Jim and I gave together with our partners, uh, Josh and Chad, if you came in on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you got a tour, you got it from one of us. I mean, we were there on the weekends. We were behind the bar when everything was done. We were cleaning the toilets and, um, but it's and so we tried to set that tone is that every part of the business is just as important. But we both do. We are obviously very passionate about the whiskey business, mm-hmm. and you know now, you know we like to say we're a you know we're an eleven year overnight success because <laughs> um, we've been at this for a really long time, and we're just now getting to the point that you know when I tell people when they say well what do you do and I say well I'm you know co-founder of ASW Stewart like oh I've got Fiddler at my house or I've got Resurgence at my house which is a, a super cool thing but like even three years ago that didn't necessarily happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we are the most aware awarded craft distillery in the country right now based on our world series is the san francisco world spirit competition so people are starting to know who we are and to charlie's point that has been you know that has been work that has been real work Hmm. and i would argue that kind of your 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 exercise mentally is I, I always tell people, find a job that you like a lot. Because every time I've heard either one of you guys sit down and talk, there's always some kind of family talk. When Ryan was talking, that you asked him about his kids. It's like, you find a job you like a lot. Mm-hmm. Because what you're going to do is you're going to raise your kids and you're going to do right by your friends and all those things. That's what I love. And what is awesome about our business is we get to cross those. We are not digging ditches every day. We are making whiskey. And it is awesome. Uh, and we love it. But, you know, I love spending time with my family. You know, I really like this business. Well, the other comment I'll make, like, it's fun to be able to do this. I mean, Jim and I have been, I mean, we were roommates in college. And so to have one of your best friends as your business partner kind of going through this journey together has been really awesome. But the other thing I think, and Jim and I will always say this, like, the two most important things here are making good whiskey and being an awesome branding company. Mm, That's right. um, And providing great experiences. Well, that's Justin Manglitz, our distiller. That's Chad Ralston, our chief marketing officer. And that's Kelly Chastain who we're still trying to figure Jim is a hell of a salesman uh, to have gotten her to marry him because she's crazy talented. (laughs) But those three people are the ones that are, you know, Jim and I just get out of the way of finding smarter and more talented people than we are to do all that stuff. And we've got a guy, Josh Anderson, who's our uh, head of sales, is now out there, the one pushing this on. This will be gone tomorrow because Josh and his team are out there telling everybody that will listen and shout it from the rooftops. And by the way, with the biggest microphone,
impossible because of uh, the battery and the neighborhood that we're in. Which, by the way, we talk about this all the time, but the Braves have developed this kind of feeling that as a giant and successful brand and world champions, they're as big as it gets. But this neighborhood feels like a small town. And when you walk around and you see people like living here, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the mayor of this block. I mean, you, you just, <laughs> it's really a cool environment. I, it's, I, I've, I've worked here. I've lived here for since the ballpark opened. And, you know, I'm getting married next year. And we're having our rehearsal. Uh, at, at the ballpark and I'm we're basically saying everybody stay there's multiple hotels here but stay in the battery because I want everybody all my friends and family are coming here I want them to experience this mm-hmm. so I'm like this is where I live and I work every day and it's my little this is my little That's neighborhood right. and I want yeah. y'all to at least for a day or two to come see it and come go to ASW and have some drinks or mm-hmm. and then go grab some food and it's it's something that I, it's 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 a great place to be where so where oh and I should thank y'all too because in college my senior year in college, my buddies and I, we went into a strong bourbon phase. However, we were in college. And so when we would go to the store, the liquor store in Virginia, we were looking down at the very bottom shelf and like <laughs> knocking the dust off these. And I kid y'all not, this is a true story. I bought a half gallon of bourbon one time for $12 and the label just said bourbon. It didn't even have like a name. And so that was, and so I've come a long way. And when I, I try, I try chin music, I'm like, oh, this is what this is supposed to taste like. And this is... I'm not having to load this up with Diet Coke or anything. This is I'm supposed to be. This is what it's supposed to taste. It's all grown up. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And the the label, by the way, I keep making over the label. The label is just so cool and got the world champion sticker on it there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just we just love it. We're excited. So people will be able to come here while it's still available and get it here. That's right. And is it available in the ballpark, too, as well? Right field in the in the Gulfstream trailer. Is that right? So it'll be available in the Xfinity Club, Truist. Truest Club. Where else? There's one or two other places. Oh, Mr. In, Mr. B's Bar. Yeah, Mr. Infinity Mr. Club. Bar, okay. Infinity Club. That's right. Okay. Yeah, we, um, you'll be able to try our other products at the the Airstream up on top of the uh, the Xfinity the Club. Windstream. The Windstream. The yeah. Windstream. Windstream, sorry. Correct. Um, see, somebody's got to correct me on yeah. my brand. I was, call, I was calling the, the Airstream. <laughs> yeah. there, there are some rules um, about about how things are served that make it difficult to serve it in the in the Windstream. You really need uh, to do a mixed drink there, apparently, in the ballpark. Okay. So okay. The places where you can get a, a, a tasting. We're... You're not going to put this in a lot of mixed drinks. Right. Yeah. But, but what you can do yeah. is um, our facility here uh, at the Battery is right next to the entrance to the Green Deck. Um, so you'll be able to get it here. You can come taste it here. You can come buy it here or in any of our uh, other two tasting rooms. And then so our big release is this Friday, June 24th. And then starting next week, it should be hitting local liquor stores all over the, uh, the state of Georgia. So mm. um, I would encourage you to go. Uh, if you have a good relationship with your local package store owner, I'd go in there and ask him to hold you a bottle. And do it now, <laughs> because it's, we're going to have people very upset with us on this one. It is it is going to roll pretty quickly. Nice. But, but like like Jim said, you know, part of the plan here is to have some future releases of other other things that we're working on. And this is, I mean, it's such a, a true collaboration. You know, as we come out with the next product, you know, we're going to go sit down with Derek and Mike and everybody on the team and taste stuff and decide what we want to do. And like the label was a collaborative process back and forth. So um, it's well, yeah, it happened cool. when they were building the rings out. Uh, and they kept, it wouldn't tell us about the rings, but they kept saying gold. Make sure there's gold on the label. And Ensung, who's uh, yeah. with your marketing team, worked with Chad to build it. And he kept pushing Chad toward add more add more gold foil. And that was what everybody wanted because the rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
would match up for with sure. the label. For yeah. sure. Well, this has been a lot of fun, guys. Appreciate all that you're doing. This is a beautiful tasting room here. Uh, we want all, our, all of our listeners to come out and check it out. Uh, it's a great place. Appreciate all the work you've been putting into this and uh, obviously the relationship that we've got with you guys. We're, we're looking forward to more from you guys. So thanks for coming out and being on the podcast. No, thanks for having us. Uh, uh, I just want to point out, I don't know that when you record podcasts with other guests, whether they feed you whiskey at noon on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, you, you're, you guys are the number one. We've been doing this four years, over 130 guests. Say, y'all, y'all are immediately number one, not even People close. talk about us having a good job. Y'all got a pretty good job yeah. too, though. You know? it's, not, it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. It's all right. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, we had we had sandwiches at Greg Maddox's house. Um, that was cool. But I think I trade some whiskey for that. Deal. I think free. I think free whiskey is now the, yeah. the number one. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Jeff. So we appreciate. We've it. been Thank trying. We've been trying <laughs> yeah, to branch out. We tried. I know. We tried. <laughs> Well, Charlie, Jim, thank you guys so much, man. We appreciate you having us here in the hospitality. And everybody, go go get some chin music right now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank All you, right. guys. Mm-hmm.